0: Summertime, summer fun, and summer movies are back. We, the fickle and attention deficit audience, need familiar fanfare and franchises to help the COVID-tired moviegoers back into the theaters. As I roll the calendar back one year, I remember thinking, how can one actor and producer create a demand for folks to view fighter jets and a new crew of young pilots on a big IMAX screen. Tom Cruise refused to allow the streaming services to first witness his masterpiece and long-awaited sequel, Top Gun Maverick, as the film grossed over $1.4 billion, making box office gold for theaters, the filmmakers, and most importantly, reviving a franchise. Well, here are the new kids on the block for 2023 summer season, The Little Mermaid. White Man Can't Jump, and the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise are all slated for releases this season. And with the unofficial start to summer happening just before the Memorial Day holiday weekend, there's a remake or franchise catered just for you. Allow myself to guide us through the history and maze of films, according to Val The Voice Johnson. Let's see how studios remake the franchises. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes.
1: Interludes, a Peer Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by
0: On Point Book Design. They help you with your manuscript to finish book, and they make sure that everything is on point. Set up a consult with them today.
1: And now, all the way from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val, The Voice Johnson. Then flounder will spl- around to get his attention and then we go down here is your home ariel listen to me the human world it's a mess life under the sea is better than anything they got up there
0: the original little mermaid released in the fall of 89 just after i started college i remember not seeing the film in theaters due to my school workload yet i wanted to check out this musical cartoon with dancing fish and crabs Actress Jodie Benson was the first to portray the title character, Ariel. And for as long as I can remember, whenever the Disney platform would have former princesses or princes perform live, Benson became the human face of Ariel, representing the Little Mermaid franchise very well. There were a few other sequels to the first Mermaid, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, and The Little Mermaid 2, The Return to the Sea. Benson has been the voice in the essence of Ariel for over three decades. And now, the franchise has now passed the torch to singer-actress, Haley Bailey.
1: You broke the rules. You went to the above world. A man was drowning, I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just wanna know more about them.
0: The live-action version, directed by award-winning director Rob Marshall, features Bailey as the lead character Ariel, English actor Jonah Howard King as Prince Eric, award-winning actress Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, David Diggs voicing the sea crab Sebastian, and Oscar-winner actor Javier Bardem as King Triton. As I read through the credits on both films, the live-action and original cartoon, I noticed that veteran actress Pat Carroll voiced the Ursula character for decades long after the film's release. It seems as though when the mouse, aka Disney, loves you like a Jody Benson, an actor can appear and stay throughout the many versions of the original. The film is known for its musical numbers and Marshall, as a director, has become a master at capturing the soul and essence of song, on film. And to top things off, songwriter and creator of Hamilton, Lynn Manuel, was brought on to write more original music for this live action version. Here's a sidebar. I'm grateful there was little to no kickback when Haley was announced to be the Disney princess for The Little Mermaid. When the promotion of the film started back in late 2022, I was excited for our young girls to see another version of a Disney princess this time with fins and this time of color. The Little Mermaid is set to release in theaters on May 26. It's a whole new world for our younger generation to experience the live action beloved favorite on screen.
1: Will you explain to this Gladys Knight, the Pips? It's pips! The pips! Winning and losing is all one big organic lobule. I hate it when you talk like that. Oh! You got that big Z in your fro, man. What are you, the black Zorro? What are you doing? I'm doing two things. What? I'm making them mad. Most guys don't play good when they're mad. Basketball. Look, yeah. you know you're embarrassing me. That's what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I'm doing. Good I only on. have four words for you. White men can
0: jump. Woody. Wesley. Rosie. What a great combination of fire, talent, and tenacity. It's 1992, and Wesley Snipes had just finished another Spike Lee joint, Jungle Fever. Rosie Perez, fresh from the dancing stages of Soul Train and In Living Color with just a few films under her belt, and Woody Harrelson, the young veteran actor among the three with several big films being released just after White Man Can't Jump, This film established Harrelson, Snipes, and Perez as formidable actors who could scene, steal, and stand up to anyone. Both Woody and Wesley trained under the late former Detroit Pistons center, Bob Lanier, to help them both develop their basketball skills for the film. Still in college, I remember checking out this film and thinking, man, this Hustle B-Ball Games is happening right on the screen is real good. And now, three decades later, a newer version of the film gets a fresh coat of paint with new actors. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: hey, you think you can slick, huh? Showing up to course dressed like a dumbass, acting like you can't hoop. You assumed I couldn't hoop because I'm white, which is incredibly outdated. No, I assumed you couldn't hoop because you were dressed like a white girl at Whole Foods. What a love, girl. I don't know how much you talking trash played today, but good work. Thank you. You could talk way more trash out there. You have so much material I can't even touch. Like what? Never mind. Oh,
0: tell us. Where the love go? A great rule of thumb to remakes. If available, always contact the originator. In a script by the award winning screenwriter and former Blackish showrunner Kenya Barris, screenwriter Doug Hall, and the original writer director Ron Sheldon, the film White Man Can't Jump gets a 2023 update with the same ground rules using b-ball to hustle and win money. This time around, the grand prize for the Basketball Street Tournament is a breezy $500,000, compared to the big prize of $500 back in 92. Siqual Walls, known for his roles in Teen Wolf and Power, co-leads the cast with rapper-turned-actor Jack Harlow. Walls is a veteran actor in this case, with Harlow bringing his notoriety and young audience to this remake, which will stream on Hulu starting May 19th. The actors' names have changed as Jack Harlow plays Jeremy and Walls as Jamal. I know I'll be entertained in seeing how both young actors embody their b-ball hustler personalities. Singer and reality star Tiana Taylor and actress Laura Harnier serve as romantic interests for both leads. Although I haven't seen enough clips or trailers to determine Which Girl is like the Rosie Perez original character. And lastly, White Man Can't Jump is one of the last films that the late, great Lance Riddick appeared in before his untimely death back in March of this year. This should be a treat to see the new coat of paint on a 90s classic film. White Man Can't Jump premieres May 19th on Hulu.
1: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: On Point Book Design. Everyone has a book inside of them, right? With over 20 years of experience, On Point Book Design has been helping authors with cover design, ebook set, and getting your book ISBN registered. From manuscript to finished book, they make sure everything is on point. Book a consult with them today at OnPointBookDesign.com or email Natalie at OnPointBookDesign.com. And now, back to our show. Punch it. You know, we'd already be there if Roman wasn't driving four knocks on wheels.
1: You see me shining, baby? We're locked inside. That's a trap. That's a bomb. Hey, right, dorks, what are we blowing up? What? The Vatican? Wow, you guys are going to hell.
0: How long have we been fast? How long have we been furious? How long, (laughs) y'all? It's the 10th film in the franchise that started nearly two decades ago. Vin Diesel, as Dominique Toreo, has become a master in going fast and being furiously focused with cast members coming and going, some by choice and others, well, there should be no crying in action films, but there were some tears you both go out your way and the vibe is feeling strong stronger was small turn to a friendship a friendship turn to a bond and that bond'll never be broken the love'll never, never get lost And when brotherhood come first and the line'll never be crossed established it on our own when that line had to be drawn and that line is what we reach so remember me it's when i'm gone been a long day Without you my friend and i'll tell you Paul Walker, one of the original actors in the first Fast and Furious franchise, unfortunately passed away in 2013 and just before Fast and Furious 7 was due to be released in the summer of 2014. Walker had only finished a few scenes and according to ScreenRant.com, the script had to be rewritten director James Wan and many of the CGI artists had to use CGI in some scenes that were unfinished. Paul Walker's brothers, Caleb and Cody, were brought in to perform scenes that weren't finished by him. And now the franchise continues adding new characters with others coming back from previous films to make the franchise finale look full and entertaining. From Oscar winners Rita Morano and Charlize Theron, to Chris Ludacris Bridges, Iris, Jason Strahan, and Michelle Rodriguez. Everybody is back for one more ride. And of course, every film needs a villain. I see Jason Momoa, a.k.a. Aquaman, will be threatening Dom and his family throughout the film. Another sidebar, it seems as though Paul Walker's only daughter, Melo Rain Walker, will make a cameo in Fast 10. For us diehard fans of the franchise, that'll be a treat. Whether you're a fan or not, the franchise has been going since 2001 and has pulled on my heartstrings ever since seven. I'll be back in somebody's theater to witness the crazy, death-defying stunts done in and around a fast car. Who knew
1: that in, in 2023 that we would need a saga like this to remind us how important family is? Yeah. How important it is to... Love each other, you know?
0: Fast 10, the supposed last film in this franchise, hits theaters May 19th. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, coach Tony Thompson and host Val The Voice Johnson interludes extra presents talk on tuesdays join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music movies and sports every tuesday at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern live in our chat on our interludes youtube channel facebook group and now on pod tv on roku
1: Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson. Written by Michael Womble. Produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a peer lighthouse production. This episode is brought
0: to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice on Patreon. See behind the scenes with Interludes, tips on how to become a podcaster and merch featuring our interludes logo become a friend a fan and join our vip podcasting community today by visiting the website patreon.com forward slash interludes become a future sponsor or advertiser on our podcasting platform by visiting our website today
1: to subscribe to our YouTube channel or join Interlude's Facebook group, visit the website Linktree slash PeerLightMedia. That's e slash PeerLightMedia.